Misunderstandings and misinterpretations happen when either the person delivering the message is not completely clear about what their unconscious intentions are. I want to talk about the marriage separate from the relationship. The marriage is the promise, it's the commitment, the, the, the ideal. Sometimes people step out on the marriage when they're not supposed to. Sometimes people actually leave instead of working on the marriage. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking about lost in translation, misunderstandings, misinterpretations, and the myth of maintenance-free marriages. It's kind of like the myth of the self-cleaning oven. Yeah, I know. Some of you are going to argue that ovens really do clean themselves. I'm telling you, it's not the same as when you clean it yourself. But let's not go there. Let's stick with the myth of maintenance-free marriages. So what is this misconception and how does it lead to misunderstandings and misinterpretations of communication? I don't know if you noticed, but we've been all about communication for the last couple of weeks. In previous episodes, we covered the differences between the male and the female brain and how they think differently and can hear each other differently. We've also talked about when there's a little bit of aggression in there, but now we're going to talk about just straight up missing each other. We're going to talk about what are the root causes of misunderstandings in communication and how it impacts the marriage. And most importantly, how to continuously work on maintaining a healthy relationship. So what is a misunderstanding and misinterpretation in communication? Well, going back to some of these previous episodes, it could be where one partner asks another what they're going to do about dinner that night. And the other partner might hear that as a demand for them to make dinner or a demand for them to provide dinner. That's one kind of misunderstanding. Or another misunderstanding might be when one partner says to another, you know, in the future, what I'd really like is to have X, Y, and Z. And the other partner hears that as criticism, which it actually might be depending on how it's delivered. Misunderstandings and misinterpretations happen when either the person delivering the message is not completely clear about what their unconscious intentions are. Their conscious intention might be one thing, but unconsciously there might be a little spice in there that they're not thinking about. Or when the person on the other side is not getting the true intention of the person speaking and is coming from a place of their own unresolved emotion. In both cases, what we're talking about is emotional baggage from the past influencing either the way we communicate or the way we hear communication, a little different than the difference between a male and female brain. And now you understand why we didn't talk about that so much in that episode, but because we're going to talk about it now. We're going to talk about how the emotional baggage of our childhoods and our past can influence how we hear things and say things and what to do about it. That's really the most important thing, right? So a great example of this are, let's call them Tom and Lisa. Lisa would come to Tom with what was going on in her life. And she would explain to Tom about how, this is going to sound, by the way, really um, television, classic 
Lisa would come to Tom and talk about how there was a misunderstanding at the PTA. This is real stuff, by the way, that she was trying to get this thing done and that Pam had told her that it was not going to happen. It wasn't good. And so she went to Margaret with it and got Margaret to align with her. And, you know, Tom got lost at Pam. I mean, let's be honest. He's a guy, linear thinker. Remember, the guy's thinking lines. And so he jumps in and jumped in and started to try and fix it. And he said, you know, Lisa, you could just bypass Pam completely if you would just go to the principal. And guess what? Lisa felt criticized, right? She felt like she felt Tom wasn't listening to her either because the problem for her wasn't that she needed to get this thing done. The problem for her was that she hadn't created consensus. For Lisa, it's important to have consensus. Not just that she get to the goal, but that there be harmony around it. But Tom totally missed that. So she felt criticized. She felt like she wasn't heard. And she reacted and said, Tom, why do you always do that? He said, what? He said, why are you always trying to fix me? I'm freaking done with this, Tom. You got to stop. And guess how Tom felt? Tom felt, hey, I was just trying to help. Why are you disrespecting me like this, right? This was a typical Tom and Lisa misunderstanding. She misunderstood his intention and he misunderstood what she was saying. And it became about them. And those kinds of misunderstandings, those kinds of mistaken communications led to greater and greater disagreement and, of course, emotional stress. And sometimes they went to bed angry, even though you're never supposed to. See the previous episode. This cycle of misunderstanding perpetuates itself. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. After a while, Lisa expects Tom to be fixing her. After a while, Tom expects to be disrespected. Right? And they start building up a case. And what's going on, really? You know, Tom is looking at all the times he felt disrespected by his mom or maybe by his dad or by his sister. And he's going, when this happens now, he's going from zero to 60. Lisa says something and Tom goes, ah, there you go. Disrespecting me again. Right? Because he's got a whole history going on. Or maybe when Tom is trying to help Lisa, she says, Tom, stop trying to fix me. Why? Because you know, her dad was always trying to fix her. Or her brother was always trying to fix her. There's a lot of stored, backed up emotion. Like when we, anytime we go from zero to 60, we are bringing in old emotion, either from this relationship or from other relationships, or most likely from both. We're triggered. And the old emotion itself can lead to misunderstanding and miscommunication because we start to see things through the filter of that old emotion. It's kind of like we're putting on rose-colored glasses. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm wearing some blue blocker glasses. Oh my God, my screen looks so much better with them. But everything looks orange when I'm wearing these blue blockers, right? Because the old emotion colors everything. And communication becomes less and less because we're always expecting the same result. And what, and what happens, what happened with Tom and Lisa is Lisa 
started focus. Actually, Lisa went and got her old job back because she got sick of feeling like she was dependent on this guy who never hears her and never supports her. And Tom dove into his work twice as hard, both trying to compete with Lisa and trying to be a better provider, hoping that you know maybe if he showed up as a better provider, Lisa would start to appreciate him again and respect him again, looking for any way to validate himself. And they grew further and further apart. They didn't just start leading parallel lives. They started leading divergent lives. And the, what was missing? What was missing is they thought that if they just took care of stuff in their end of the pool, and then things would get better. They missed the fact that they had a relationship. They missed the fact that the relationship needed work. Lisa thought if she contributed more money, not only would she not be dependent on Tom, but she'd feel better about herself. Tom thought that if they were providing better, Lisa would respect more and he'd feel better about himself, right? They're both trying to validate themselves through outside sources and they're neglecting the relationship and they grew further and further apart. And we know about marriages with children here at Rich in Relationship is inevitably we slip into parallel lives or roommate mode because we're like managing the crew, managing those kids. Well, we've got a solution for you. We've got a special free book for you that's going to give you seven tips on how to reignite intimacy and passion in your relationship and get back on the same page. And it's easy to get. It's free. Go to BIT dot ly forward slash seven savers the number seven and the word savers all together no spaces bit dot ly forward slash seven savers lisa started talking to other guys and tom got scared and he came to our unbreakable husband program and we woke him up fast you know that the relationship needs to be honored and tom learned in the program that what he was doing. He learned that in some ways he actually was being controlling, even when sometimes he was unintentionally coming across controlling, but sometimes he really was being controlling. And the whole thing of being a better provider, the more money he contributed, the more he tried to take control of the conversation from the point of view of what he was providing. Hey, I put all the money in here. That's why Lisa went and got a job. You know, in some ways he was really being controlling and he learned to stop that stuff. And the other thing he learned to do was to manage his emotions. See one of the previous episodes on uh, aggressive communication. He learned to manage his anger so that he could talk about his feelings in relationship to Lisa and their marriage more. And he learned to focus on building up the relationship. And Lisa saw what he was doing, saw that he was changing, and she, in turn, started to soften and talk more about the build up the relationship together. And they started to understand that good and happy marriages require constant effort. Actually, I want to talk about the marriage separate from the relationship. The marriage is the promise. It's the commitment, the, the, the ideal. Marriage is an ideal. When people get married, there's an ideal that they're working towards. Two hearts is one. Working together as a team, having a partnership, it's an ideal. We make a promise that we're, uh, to, that we're going to stay together. We make a promise that we're going to be faithful. We, whatever your marriage vows are, you make a promise and you work towards them. And sometimes you drop the ball. Sometimes people step out on the marriage when they're not supposed to. Sometimes people commit emotionally, emotional infidelity. Sometimes people actually leave instead of working on the marriage and really giving the marriage a chance. And then they come back and work on the marriage. And so that's separate from the relationship. 
What, what you really need to work on is the relationship to keep the promise of the marriage. It's not that we're going to work on the marriage. I misspoke. It's not that we're going to work on the marriage. We're going to work on the relationship. We work on the relationship. We work on our communication. We work on understanding each other. We work on connecting. We work on building trust, building empathy through caring communication. And then we start to have a more intimate relationship. And the intimate relationship is what helps propel us to keeping the promise and commitment and ideal of the marriage. It's doing what Lisa and Tom did, consciously putting the effort into the relationship that leads to improvements in communication. Tom started to realize that Lisa understood their relationship better than he did, and he asked her, Lisa, how can we communicate better? And she suggested, hey, you know what? We need to go out on date night again. And Tom started going to date night with her, and he'd start talking about the house finances, and she'd say, no, date night is about us and our relationship. Let's talk about the finances on Saturday or Sunday. Let's have a logistical meet, a logistical meeting, like a team meeting on the weekend on Saturday or Sunday. Let's just keep date night to talk about our feelings. And so he leaned into her expertise in relationships because that's what she was stronger at. And he expressed his needs and she expressed her needs and leaned into his strength as someone who understood how to get from A to Z systematically, right? Because that's he's a guy. That's how his brain was wired. And as they leaned into each other's strengths, their relationship blossomed and grew. Their communication got stronger and stronger. They had more and more quality time. They showed more appreciation. They practiced understanding and empathy. Okay, so let's just have a quick recap here. There's a misconception. It's really not even a misconception. It's like people... Most of us don't seem to understand that we need to work on our relationship. Our relationship has a life of its own. It's like uh, a beautiful tree and that we need to weed around that tree. We need to make sure that it's watered and we need to make sure that the right food is put into that tree. And sometimes we need to prune it a little, you know, and it has times, seasons where a tree, like a tree, relationships have seasons. We have seasons of immense growth. We have seasons of flowering. We have seasons of fruiting. We have seasons of harvest. We have seasons of pruning back and preparing for other seasons. There's many seasons to a relationship. And that we need to be vigilant and aware, all right? Nobody tells us this when we get married. Or if they did tell you this, you're probably not listening to this show because you don't need to. And consequently, there's a myth that relationships are maintenance-free. They just happen when people are soulmates. Things just happen. Well, that's not how it works, though. Right. And what happens when we're in that space of not seeing that the relationship needs help, we start to misunderstand and misinterpret each other. And sometimes our old emotions, our baggage from the past gets in the way. By the way, Tom and Lisa went through our trigger hacking process, which helped them to release a lot of that old baggage. Super cool process where we help their unconscious mind to release the baggage from the past and so they could learn the lessons that they didn't learn back then and apply them to their relationship today. And that was part of, that's pruning, by the way, pruning, release baggage. We can't move forward without releasing baggage, creating a strategy, taking action, and adjusting our actions to unforeseen circumstances. That's how it works. When we're having those misunderstandings and misinterpretations, we know there's baggage involved. We know we're wearing those rose-colored glasses and that's when we need to step back and look. 
That's when we need to take some time and see, all right, what is it that I'm doing that's taking away from this relationship? I'm going to stop doing the negative things. And then once I've reset that part of myself, start feeding into my partner as an individual and start feeding into the relationship. We talked about how those misconceptions and miscommunications can start to melt away as we talk about these things, or maybe we didn't, but maybe we should. You talk about these things. We can talk about some of the baggage. We can talk about what's going for us. As we take off our glasses, sometimes the other partner can help us take off the glasses. They can say, isn't this kind of like what you were telling me about your mom and dad when you were a kid? And they'll go, oh, you're right. I didn't see that. Sometimes we can actually help each other when we're in that place of empathy and connection. And it takes both partners to work on the relationship, but one partner can take the lead and inspire the other. So don't lose hope. You can start on your own. And if you're a man or you know a man who wants to take the lead in their marriage, we're in the midst of a series of free live challenges for men who want to save their marriages. These are three to five day events, depending on when you jump on board. There's no obligation whatsoever. Come check them out. Go to our website, richinrelationship.com, or check out some of the links in the notes. And also, please share this podcast with anyone who you think it might be beneficial to. And subscribe, of course. We always want you to subscribe. Leave a review if you found the podcast helpful. DM me if you have any questions. And you can always learn more about us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, any of the social media platforms. And come back next week where we're going to continue this series. And thank you for tuning into Rich in Relationship.